astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Swick, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. It's Aquarius time. It is. It's my season. It's your season. So yesterday, Sunday, we entered Aquarius season. And in keeping with our theme, we are looking at the planet which rules each of the sign. So today, since we're talking about Aquarius, um, we are going to put the focus on Uranus. Now, if you do have a little bit of an understanding about astrology, you might say, oh, I thought Saturn was the ruler of Aquarius. And yes, Aquarius does have two rulers, but we talked about Saturn when we talked about Capricorn. So today the focus is on Uranus. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But before we get into that, right, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think anyone who's been listening to us any time now knows that we've spoken a lot about Aquarius because Pluto is moving into Aquarius. It's been kind of ebbing in and out. Uh, Still will be here through 2024, back into Capricorn, moving back into Aquarius, then pulling back one more time. But isn't it amazing? Pluto is going into Aquarius. We have spoken that women will become more dominant. Women will emerge. Women will take on more power or have more influence over this next 20 years, which, you know, that's not a profound thing to say. It's not. However, we started talking about this in late 2022, how women are going to be rising to power. And if we look at 2023 in just a snapshot, Mm -hmm. you cannot recap 2023 without talking about Taylor Swift, right? the Barbie movie. Yeah and Beyonce. Yeah. Amazing. Was insane. How even like some, like I follow a finance guy on Instagram who has nothing to do with astrology. He's totally finance. And even he made a post about how women drove the economy in 2023. And one other thing that we didn't even mention, this is just a side point. I know we didn't pre-discuss this, but even the Stanley cup, not the hockey, the Stanley like cup that you put your water in. When I heard that, I'm like, isn't that like a man's like work cup? And now it's totally a female sensation. And I think companies are realizing that women are driving sales. And I think there's going to be a whole new marketing that is going to come out of this. But this is just what the first like introduction of Pluto and Aquarius. Well, it's so funny because Stanley Cup associated with hockey, obviously a very masculine sport. And the whole thing about Taylor showing up to NFL games. And here I am, you know, I'm not even a big, I'm, I like Taylor. She's great, obviously. Yeah. And here I am. I don't watch football, but oh, Taylor's here today. <laughs> well, I can't, I'm, I'm not going to leave the screen until I see her. Right. So I'm kind of inevitably kind of watching the game now. Yeah. And the Barbie movie too. I know there was a lot of controversy around that, but it just like women showed up to the movie theaters like dressed 
in similar colors together. They like I don't can't remember the last time I just went with a bunch of girlfriends right. to a movie. You know, like oh, you go with your spouse, you go with your family. You know, but right. like women like went like made nights of it. Like let's go to dinner and then let's go to this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see more of that. And so I've been, we've been talking about this conversation. Can I go to the political part of it? Or do you have yeah, something well, more to I say? I want to make one more insert here. This is a big news here is that in St. Paul, Minnesota, they've welcomed now an all-female city council. Yeah, I saw that. Every that was position, incredible. I think it's like eight different positions there, you know, something like that. All women going to run that city. Yeah. And I think more than half that. of them are people of color, uh, women of color. Yes, well. yes, they are. Yes, I did notice that as well. Yes, no, let's move ahead to the politics because we have to. We're talking about this. It's even taken us aback. We knew that women were going to come into power, which is a pretty safe thing to say over the next 20 years. But we were amazed at how fast it pivoted because the the economic people were calling for a recession in 2023. Mm -hmm. And all these were all men, by the way, predominantly men calling for a recession. And the women came to the rescue, so to speak. So this can get a little confusing, but I am going to describe it. We saw Pluto move into Aquarius in early 2023. It was just there for a few months. It retrograded back into Capricorn. Here Mm -hmm. we're sitting third week of January. Pluto moved back into Aquarius. It's going to be there for a few months. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to retrograde back into Capricorn again in 2024. Mm-hmm. And Pluto will make its final first entrance, I guess, into Aquarius in January of 2025. Right? right? Okay. A pro- on the 22nd. On the 22nd oh, of January. January 22nd, 2025. It will be yeah. in for the next 20 years. Right. So, it will not retrograde anymore back into other signs. Right. And so That's I, yeah. this is and, our initiation thing, trying it out, you know? <laughs> right. So I was thinking, oh my gosh, all this female power. And is that not when the inauguration is? Right. And it turns right. out it's right. two days yeah. away from Pluto moving into Aquarius for the final time where it was going to stay. So I thought if there is any chance of us having a female president, this would be the year that I would put my money on. Right. And and we got some candidates here, Nikki Haley, of course, we have a vice president, female vice president, Kamala Harris. uh, And uh, word is, as I read, uh, that Trump is eyeing a female vice president. He has his eye on uh, Congressman Stefanik out of uh, New York. So we've got some women in the mix, not just a woman, right? Other years right. we've had a woman, yes, right? But now we got the storyline, particularly we got two 80-year-old men <laughs> and the women are right in line after them. Yeah. I don't know. I, women I, should play a major role in this election. That's what we're saying. And we're, we're hoping maybe a woman president that would make sense, that would be the ultimate wave of women power, or the women are going to really call the vote this year. That is a good point. That is another good point about it, that there could be record being broken in regards to how many women voted this year. Yes, yeah. So anyways, that is our prediction here, January of 2024 or 2025, just because we are going to see more of that, of women coming into power um, and again, it might not be exactly how we predict it, but mm-hmm. it was just crazy that we were saying this in 2022 and then 
you know, just what Taylor Swift did this year, what the Barbie movie did. Yeah. There's more of that to come. Yes, absolutely. So we are going to be talking about Uranus today as we talk about Aquarius for Aquarius season and Uranus takes um, seven years to move through each sign. So it takes 84 years to get through the complete Zodiac. So of course you're going to have the same Uranus as many of your peers, even to the point where an entire high school could all have the same Uranus sign. Um, So we do call this more generational. Mm -hmm. Um, When I look at someone's chart, to be honest, when I look at their natal chart, I make no assumptions about them based on the sign that their their Uranus is in, with the exception if Uranus makes an aspect to another planet or if it sits on the angles, because it is so generational, right? It would be something then that right. I would say to anyone born over the span of seven years. So that's not very um, personal, right? No, it's not, because it looks like, well, that's just what everyone did, yes. right? So, but it does, your point is very, very strong here though. If it aligns with the sun, the moon, if it's sitting on their Mars, if it's sitting on an angle, yeah, then we would talk about it. It would be a key conversation. If it sits on their um, Venus or Mars even. Right, right. Yeah. So that colors Uranus a lot more. So Mm -hmm. again, we're going Mm -hmm. to talk about Uranus in regards to how these seven year generations, if you will, disrupted because Uranus and Aquarius are disruptors. Right, right. And we want to make it personal. So we want you to see maybe how you have disrupted your family of origin or your peers, how you have been different, right? So we want to bring it home. So if we start like with the first one, if we think uh, if you have Uranus and Cancer, which that happened 1948 to 1956. It's my it's my group, my seven year group that I belong to. And Uranus and Cancer upset the idea of moving away from home, uh, uh, who living with someone uh, before marriage. It broke it broke that expectation of what home is a, a man and a woman and they have a family, they have children. So all of a sudden, even how women made their money, Uranus and Cancer, women now had careers. So there was an expectation in that uh, to, to go do your thing, to go do your thing. And that was the banner that that generation has carried through. Yeah. Uh, those for Uranus and Leo, that would be mid-1956 to mid-1962. So if you are one of the years that we're actually saying, you might need to look at your exact chart to make sure but if you're in the middle like 1960 okay we know for sure you have uranus and leo but if you are ones that we say just double check your chart uh Mm -hmm. to make sure that you fall into this category because you might be the one before or the one after uh Mm -hmm. so 1956 to 1962 uranus and leo uh you know they were the disruptors by standing out maybe by looking a little bit different being seen and i think uh performing arts maybe took off in a new way, that need for a stage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, lessons, hobbies, piano lessons, all these things just took off. Your kid had to be involved in, right? Little League, Girl Scouts, whatever it was. But the idea is it's to define who you are. Oh, I'm a Girl Scout. I'm a Boy Scout, right? Yeah. You separated yourself. Yeah, and I think there was they, they broke out of some sexual constraints as well. Oh, 
that's ongoing, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Well, let's look at Uranus going into Virgo. That was 1962 to 1969. And the focus there for that generation continually, they're changing what we eat, how we eat, the quality of the food. They're questioning, they're, they could be label readers. They, they're looking at food in a different perspective. They awoken everybody. They disrupted the food industry and even in the health industry. They uh, kind of were the ones that kind of brought in the idea of mental health days. That the idea that it's just not the physical, it's also the psychological, the emotional. Yeah. So just kind of as a reminder, right, these are seven, seven years. So we're talking about maybe this generation had a lot to do with those first move movements. Of course, mm -hmm. we're constantly changing. So you might be thinking, oh my gosh, well, dietary needs in the 60s to now has totally changed. Absolutely. But we're saying that this group probably was the first to really introduce those ideas or really upset those standards that had been already created. And then of course, if you individually live with this, maybe that's something that you're saying, oh, I'm always trying the new diet trend. I'm always on to the newest ingredient. There's no doubt we're giving these people the credit. Yeah, that's what their energy is. But yeah, I'm benefiting from it. Mm -hmm. So we're benefiting from other people who are broken ground and questioned. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or again, if you have Uranus and Virgo, you might be more aware of healthcare, uh, mental health awareness, things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, next, let's talk about those uh, born with Uranus in Libra. So mm -hmm. this would be 1969 to 1975. Right. Uh, a lot of, you know, everyone seemed to be getting divorced in this era. Divorce became a normal, more of a normal situation. Mm -hmm. uh, the idea of um, uh, definitely dating outside your social circle. This would be more, I, we could say at that time, it was called interracial dating. Now we call it kind of cross-cultural relationships. But at the time, it was interracial is what it was called. Or if you were dating someone of a different skin color. So there were Uranus and Libra. Libra is balance and fairness. And all of a sudden, people were crossing the line saying, I love this person, you know, is regardless of their cultural background. So there was a very liberating energy that occurred during that time period, the shackles were taken off of who you can love and under what circumstances can you love somebody. And the, the, if you were born in that time period, this is where you probably made a statement yourself by your choice of friends, your choice of uh, uh, sexual partners, your choice of, you know, marriage partners. Yeah. So simply put, because Uranus is the disruptor and mm -hmm. Libra is partnerships. So they disrupted the idea of what a partnership or relationship could look like. Mm -hmm. um, and we also might just put um, arts and music in there as well. So there might've yes. been a disruption in the idea of what was considered art, you know, street art, maybe different forms mm -hmm. of art as well, mm -hmm. uh, being embraced. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Next, let's talk about Uranus in Scorpio. So mm -hmm. this was 1975 to 1981. Again, disruptors in these kind of taboo topics, um, AIDS, um, sexual orientation, these things were openly discussed. Whereas before we think of Scorpio was kept secret, it was kept quiet, we don't talk about those things. And then this generation came along and said, we are going to talk about those things, they need to be out in the open. 
And one of the interesting thing is that was the time period, uh, you know, I, I was obviously living through that, uh, uh, that mainstreaming credit card use, that was not a common thing. You didn't whip out a credit card in the 70s, even in the 80s. And again, I've told the story before, but I've actually, during that time period, I needed to get a credit card. I was going on a business trip and I went to my local major bank and said, I need a credit card. And they said, oh, you'll have to talk to a banker. And it was a man of course. And uh, when I said, I, I'm here to get a credit card, uh, he said, well, what are you going to spend that on? How are you going to use that credit card? Now, he was looking at basically a 20-some young 20s female. He wanted to know what I was going to be buying on that credit card, which was, you know, just today would not fly at all. But that's just how rare it was. But that was the mainstreaming, the beginning of, yeah, you can go in and ask for a credit card and get one. Um pretty interesting that was Scorpio Scorpio is about debt it's about how confidential even him asking me what are you going to put on that credit card yeah I should have said I'm going to the mall or something like that you know I mean just to have fun with him but uh you know I took it very seriously I told me before a business trip I had to take and I couldn't figure out how I was going to pay for my gasoline and put all these absorb all these charges up front you know right the idea of debt came into play probably as well in those years Absolutely. Getting the disruptor in regards to money and taboo topics. If we Mm -hmm. had to just, Mm -hmm. you know, so someone with Uranus and Scorpio could make their money in kind of an odd way. Um, Oh, yeah. Be very open about talking about money. So these Mm -hmm. are just some examples as to like maybe how someone might live it out themselves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Next, we're going to talk about Uranus in Sagittarius. So this is 1981 to 1988. So this is where I fall. Yeah, and, talk, um, go for it. This is these are uh, disruptors in regards to religion, um, and in regards to travel, and in regards to uh, uh, cultural differences. So again, just a very s- small story of mine. Um, you know, I went to Catholic school. <laughs> I was <laughs> raised by parents who uh, truly believed in astrology and tarot and feng shui. Uh, we attended the church of religious science. My dad played for guitar for a Baptist church. So I was introduced to lots of different religions, if you will, or thought processes when I was young, whereas like mom's story is very different where I was just like went to Catholic school. That's all we knew. That's what my parents believed. That's what their parents believed, Mm -hmm. Um, where my experience was a little bit different or, you know, I was exposed to people with multiple different religions or belief systems as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Next, let's talk about Uranus and Capricorn. Mm-hmm. So this would be 1988 to 1995. Now talk about disruptors. This one is pretty obvious here. 88 to 95. They challenge the hierarchy. I don't, we don't have to do it that way. That's the way we've always done it. No, I, I, we can do it this way. We can cut out the middleman. We can go direct. You, it, they 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 broke all these protocols, uh, particularly when we talk about government or we talk about uh, just even these fake protocols that we have in place. That that that's not the way you do it. You can't. You have to have a job. Well, this generation has totally broken that to pieces, so to speak. How many people are self-employed, or that is their ultimate goal, is to be self-employed, or to have the side hustle, to have something else going on. They're more direct. They're more. They're blunt. They might I, challenge the hierarchy. I mean, to be honest, they're maybe not the ideal employee, no. right? 
Well, and I think this would this would be millennials. I mean, I'm a millennial and I do fall into Uranus and Sagittarius, but I know they're like, oh, you're an older millennial. Uh, But Uranus and Capricorn, I think, would be the true millennials, Mm -hmm. if you will. Like, um, and a lot that's a that's kind of one of the statements that they make about millennials. (laughs) They don't want to work, or you know, they don't work in the way that the generation worked before them. Right. Right. Um, next, let's talk about Uranus and Aquarius. So mm-hmm. this is 1995 to 2003. Um, Uranus and Aquarius. That's a huge tech window. A tech explosion happened in that window, right? Yes, they seek out innovation. They disrupt the idea of technology, how technology is used. Um, a big one for disrupting the idea of what is a group. So the idea of trophies for all. Mm-hmm. or just um you participation know. basically participation trophies we uh, they sort of awarded people for just getting together and agreeing to play soccer together yeah right you got yeah. an award for hanging with the team whether you sat on the bench the whole season yeah when you break it down that way it had great meaning yeah, yeah. it wasn't just awarding the best soccer player and Uranus and Aquarius might be very like anti uh, social clubs that are hard to get into, like yes. fraternity clubs, sorority clubs, things that leave people out essentially, or mm-hmm. they're just picked based on a financial group or the way that someone looks. Uranus and Aquarius does not like that. Well, so, there was a day there were certain types of stores that you just didn't go into because they were high-end stores and you you kind of recognized yourself as I'm not a high-end person, so I don't go into that store. Today, everyone walks into the store. True. Makes sense? Yeah. That there's a low threshold to walk into the store now. Yeah. It's everybody's store. It's everybody's That's store. Uranus and Aquarius, 1995 to 2003. I would be curious. Um, I don't know if you've heard the term third space. No. Well, um, third space is like places that people can go. That's not their home and that's not work. Oh, okay. Okay. So okay. I guess Starbucks actually created this idea of the third space. Oh. The more you can go where, I mean, you probably should make a purchase, but you don't have to, right. you know, and like they say, like a lot of parks and stuff would be considered third spaces, but they've mm-hmm. done a lot to eliminate comfortable places to sit there because of course right. they're worried about on home right. unhoused mm-hmm. people sitting there um so i would be curious if that's when starbucks really created that third space this is just off the top of my head so i don't know no but, it's a great it's a, a place to hang yeah you can go there and sit in a chair and i don't think anyone's going to bother you yeah whether but, you're drinking or not drinking coffee right so Again, I don't know. Someone might be listening that's an avid Starbucks fan and they might know, but they that's just what I think about when I think about Uranus and Aquarius. I'm sure there's other places like that and probably the health club as well. You go hang out. That it's a hangout. It's a group. I belong. I'm a part of. Yes. Uh, that everyone is a part of. Yes, uh, yes. Next, let's talk about Uranus and Pisces. So mm-hmm. this is 2003 to mm-hmm. 2010. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we could even take it back 84 years, just in case yeah. anyone's listening from 1927 to 1935. Right. So right. we're going to talk about two generations of this Uranus and Pisces. Right. Once every 84 years. So here we have 
that's how we can go back and, and see. And they, some of those people are still living, obviously. But this is very interesting. Uranus and Pisces, a lot of talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back in the 20s and 30s, it probably was asylums and orphanages and how to, where do we put these people at that have special needs, the attic. I mean, you know, I'm not being mean here. That's just the way it was, yeah. you know. And now we have a whole different conversation about mental health, the lack of it, you know, who can support, putting more money into those programs. So uh, Uranus and Pisces, that 2003 to 2010, is much more sensitive about their mental health. I, what I find interesting is there's a surge in those years. Uh, there's been a surge since those years, I should say, about in nonprofits, Uranus and Pisces. Pisces is nonprofit for the people. What do the people need? It's not generally a heavy one on how much money did we make, right? I would also be curious if those years, the, that those were years where there was a disruption in the idea of traditional healthcare versus more holistic sure. uh, Uranus and Pisces on a very personal level might have very strong opinions about uh, kind of disrupting, oh, I'm not going to get a vaccine. I'm, I'm not going to go to the doctor. I'm right. going to do essential oils. I'm going to do a massage therapy. Uh, that would also be Uranus and Pisces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next, let's talk about Uranus in Aries. Mm-hmm. So this is 2010 to 2018. This would be your little ones that you might still have at the house or grandchildren that you might have. Uh, and this was a, a very interesting. It's very frontier, like Aries is the new beginning. It's having courage. It's what else is out there. Uh, and it's a lot of focus on me, me, myself, and I, so to speak. So my personal freedoms really got focused there. That, that generation will continue to carry that banner uh, throughout their life. So my, again, more focus on me, if, hey, I can make my living this way. No, it doesn't meet standards. No, I don't have a license, but I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. So it really threw people out again into this kind of hustling, the side hustle type of energy. Yeah. And even when we talk about those personal freedoms, those can, we can see it maybe how it's ha- been happening um, for everyone about just more talk about like my right to own a gun. Uh, mm-hmm. That's my right to homeschool my child. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can, it's it's kind of hard to say how that generation's played it out because they're still. <laughs> they're still doing it. Pretty, yeah. Well, and they're still, some are still pretty young. Well, of course they're young, but the idea is the energy as they're birthed, that's what they're birthed into. So that's what they're hearing. So they may be, you know, they may be in an alternative educational environment already. Mm-hmm. Or they may be accustomed that, yeah, we have the guns in the house because we can so they're exposed to it. Yeah, they haven't really gotten out there and hit the streets with more of this. Exactly. Translation. And then we're going to talk about Uranus in Taurus. So this is 2018 to 2026. So that's where we currently are. We are still in the midst of it. We can even go back one generation to 1934 to 1942. Mm-hmm. Uranus in Taurus. So mm-hmm. again, that's what we're living, but it's a disruption in regards to money and security. So we've seen this idea of uh, PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Cash App. The idea of just cash is kind of rare now. We've changed our idea of what having money is. Oh, I have $500 in my Venmo account. It disrupt that idea of having this cold, hard cash. Right. And it's also changed the concept of home ownership. 
Mm -hmm. Uranus and Taurus, Taurus loves security. Uranus disrupts what used to bring security. So just as you said, in the currency I hold, that disrupts, but also this idea that, oh, maybe I don't need to own a home. Mm -hmm. And then we come into the unhoused population. They're seeking out alternative living. All of a sudden, a tent somehow is meeting their needs for the moment. Yeah. Or well, just living outdoors. Or the other side is, can I even afford a home? And then we have that. Like not even, do I need to own a home? You know, because that sounds more proactive, but people might be saying, I don't know if I can buy a home in this economy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you look at the the, billion, the billionaires, they've been, you know, I don't have the figures at the top of my fingers here, but there's been more billionaires that have been born here probably since 2018. Uh, there's more divide between the wealth sectors of the country. Yeah. Yeah. So we can see where that's going. Yeah. So the last one we're going to talk about is Uranus and Gemini. And we saved this for last because as you heard us just talk about Taurus, um, sorry, Taurus in Uranus and Taurus, as yeah. you just heard us talk about Uranus and Taurus, it ends in 2026. Yeah. So that means that as we go into 2026, 2027, Uranus is moving back into Gemini. So Gemini, Gemini was 1941 to 1948. Mm-hmm. And then it will be 2026 to 2033. Yeah. 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 So we're, here we are. We're projecting out now. But also we can look back to what the generation 41 to 48 have lived. And you know what? It's an extremely resilient group coming in as those people are going to be delivering babies in 2026, right? You're going to deliver some very uh, adaptable children into your life. Um, if we could just use 4148 as an example, uh, people had to reinvent themselves very quickly. 4148, people got drafted, they volunteered, they went into the military, they dropped what they were doing, they came off the farms, went out and fought in a foreign country. Mm -hmm right? And then came back. And now they came back knowing about, uh, and I'm speaking to my father said he met Italians, he met Frenchmen, he met the English, he had a lot of opinions about everyone else in the world. He was more worldly than when he came off the farm going off to fight in a war. Uh, he came back with an opinion about pizza, foods that were not available in the Midwest at that time. It was a cultural immersion. My mother went into a factory to work during this time period. You know, this was amazing how people on the spot pivoted and shifted gears. Which is the Gemini, the duality. The duality. But Gemini also rules like the arms and the legs. Yes. Right? And I think a lot of machinery came into play at that point. Oh, yeah. Right? And so I think of like the arms and the legs of the human being, but also like the arms and the leg of a machinery that is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. producing things yeah manufacturing um, manufacturing you know, making a hundred widgets that's gemini <laughs> stamping out the exact same thing uh, i think also hobbies came because once after the war was done then there was more of a routine established and people started okay now i'm going to get into my sports i'm going to get into you know my chess club whatever they were into uh, gemini gives a lot of freedom of choice it's interesting many times it forces change upon you quickly but then it, it always blossoms out in some other area. 
course, too, we have to talk about disruption of transportation. Yeah. When we talk about Gemini, so there was more of a focus on cars, motorcycles, bikes. Mm -hmm. Again, I think that would be pretty easy to predict as we go into 2026. Oh, or focus on electric cars, different funny looking cars, uh, more trains, different modes of transportation coming in. Absolutely. Um, We did it. We did it. I know. So that concludes our talk on Uranus in each of the signs. Again, Uranus is going to take on much more meaning in the chart if it is making some sort of aspect to a planet in the chart. But hopefully this gave you just a good idea on how these seven-year generations, if you will, really spearheaded the idea of disruption in these areas. And of course, maybe you might understand more about a child. You know, I think parents are always saying, I don't understand this generation. Right. Yes. Um, And, you know, our parents said it to us and then we get to a certain age and we say, oh my gosh, now I'm saying that about the generation below us. Cause Mm -hmm. we always think that we've disrupted the most. Right. How can people disrupt even more than this? But we're constantly learning and um, constantly disrupting the things that don't work uh, to make them better. So uh, we hope you enjoyed the talk today and we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Okay. Take care. Thank you for joining us on today's episode to keep in touch with mom and me. Feel free to follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Swick or to visit our websites, visit mom's website at maryswick.com or my website at kateswick.com.